I'll be too nervous to. I'll probably be lost for words. Welcome to this week's Lost Words podcast. I'm joined again, as ever, by Jason. Jason, hello. Good evening, Tom. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Marvellous. Excellent event again last weekend? It was a fantastic event. It was a bit of a shame, really, that the, the weather came, because, uh, as you know, I was back at work today, so I didn't stay up the course, unfortunately. But, it was, you know, anything could have happened after that delay, and uh, everyone just came out firing, no one really lost it, and, and we've come out triumphant in the end. Yeah, of course, you know, if you could, we continue to give out winners like Berger and then Simpson for two wins in a row, you might not have to go to work anymore, Tom. Uh, so I'm hoping so. All right, too much about that. Yeah, it was it was just a birdie fest. I don't think the course played particularly as we all thought. Level fours should be contending. And, you know, my very strong bet, Mr. The Real JT, played exceptionally well, left a few out there, finishes on 17, which I'd have taken on Tuesday, and only finishes eighth. He's not even, he's not even getting a sniff. Tyrrell Hatton made... One error. This type of course, I think, is the type of course that we expect one error is going to really cost you. Yeah. So when he made the error on 13, in the end it did, but he's been beaten by... He's been beaten... I mean, Berger, I know you didn't see it, but Berger literally stuck three or four putts on the edge. They stopped on the edge of the hole. He slid past the edge of the hole probably three or four more times. He could have easily been at 23. And to play, played fantastic, considering Hatton's already a winner very, very recently this season. I thought Anser played outstanding. And Webb just... Couldn't hold a thing on the front. It was very much like Berger last week, really, where he couldn't really do much on the first nine and then took off. I mean, he, he couldn't miss a 15-footer. Web. Very nice to see him. I think one thing it does show for him winning there and also Harris English playing a lot better, I think he was 17th this week, is that you know if you fancy a player because of their certain skill set over a course, should they miss the cut or not perform the same? When, you, when you're provided with the same test as we have been this well, last week and virtually this week, don't give up on them. We, we discussed we're being eight points bigger than he was the week before. There probably was no reason. Harris English, again, he went off, I think, 40, 50 points bigger than he was the week before. OK, he didn't get paid, but they both played considerably better, but on exactly the same course. So don't give up. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. I think it's one of those things that we're, we're learning, aren't we, that not to overreact to a miscut and you know we haven't always overreacted to it but people are guilty of it I've been guilty of it in the past you know you miss a cut I've ruled him out for this week and you know you, you just can't do that in the world of golf especially when we're just three events back into the season after a long layoff anything can happen again this week I think this week now we've kind of got a better picture of where people are there's certainly people at the head of the market that we sort of wanted to see what was happening before we uh we dived in and I think a couple of them have showed their where they are in their game now but yeah it was just great to see obviously Webb win again this season I think it's, uh, Paul Zori said it's only the second time since they've been together they've won twice in a season uh, the first time is in their first year together in 2011 so that was great Answer didn't do anything wrong really just run into five in birdies and seven last holes so you know that's that Berger backed up a good week as we thought he might Hatton played well again and, and then some of the usual names were up there. And I think, like you say, JT Postum was there. He fitted the bill for you, didn't he, that week? Yeah. And, you know, like you say, he shot 17 under par and, and really never looked like winning it, which is <laughs> which is crazy. And, and even the web.com or the Corn Ferry Tour, sorry, event last week was even more like, you know, 25 under, I think it was actually won, 26 under. You know, you shot 20 under par and you weren't in the top 10. Absolutely yeah, ridiculous, but, isn't it? Although interestingly, the leader there, I think he was on 25, wasn't he, after the third round? Yeah. Couldn't couldn't go under par. No. And got caught by Chris Kirk. But 
Uh, yeah, but I mean, again, yeah, I mean, it, it, as you say, you're looking at these. Okay, Webb and Berger's got up there this year. Webb is obviously a top ten player at the moment. But the names, the names were there, and the names threatened. Uh, they threatened at Colonial, and they threatened here th- this week. But they haven't dominated. And in the end, the you know whatever theory you've got about the course has actually has actually come true. You know, um, which was nice to see. So it does work. Um, and we've got a almost sim- you know very similar test this week, slightly slightly more available to attack by the long hitters. But you've got a very similar similar thing and i'd expect i think we done the masters sort of the non-masters preview if you like yeah. a couple of months ago and i think one of the things we brought up was the new season the start of it and the run into the masters would favor webb simpson um, yeah, i know absolutely. you were quite strong in him for the masters and here we are it's it's shown that you know i i call them the same group the burgers the simpsons the kisners they're of that group and They've, they've done the job. You know, it doesn't matter whether Bryson has threatened twice to win, which he has. Kepka's played better. You know, Rose has been up there, but ultimately not done it. You know, JT has done it. At the end of the day, they've not come through and, and performed on these two courses because whatever the skill set of a select few has come through and won. And, and it's brilliant to see because it means you were right whether ultimately you'd back the winner or not. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, not to labour on last week too much, but I think it was quite good to see all the names up there again, you know, Obviously, every field at the moment is benefiting from the layoff, isn't it? Every event itself is getting mm. the best field they've ever assembled. And I do wonder whether Heritage was slightly set up to, to sort of favour those bigger hitters this time. Not, I don't think there was much different in the setup, but maybe it was a little bit less penal. Because, you know, every, everyone's been talking about, oh, when, when a drive goes into into the rough or whatever, it won't get found, it won't get trodden down or anything. You didn't mm. really see much of that, to be honest. I know Bryson lost a ball up the tree. Um, and one of them lost them on a cart path or something like that, but we're not really seeing that. I think what we're actually seeing is we're seeing misputs from rusty players. We're seeing some generally poor course planning. I think you know Bryson didn't attack it as much as they said he would, which was I think he was he stuck to more of his game plan there from from years past, which is good because he's performed well there. But yeah, I think you know like you say here, it's a it's a similar test in the fact that you know hitting greens and and making putts is going to be the order of the day that is most weeks. But there is a bit more room off the tee, as we know from uh, from Bubba winning here three times. Yeah, you've. I mean, I've got down here. Obviously, it's a short course, as we know. There's only two par fives. One should be birdieable by most of the field, five twenty-three yards. So, par really is probably going to be about four under for those two holes for the week. I have got a particular stat later on with one of my fancies. But if you look at all the winners, they're very high up in strokes gained approach and strokes gain tee to green as you'd expect driving distance doesn't seem to be much of an advantage although you can see where sort of the 345 par 4 order field can do the can fly the 289 par 4 if they want to the 15th there's plenty of holes where where they're, they're going to have wedges to the to the greens if they find the right part of the fairway obviously not as not as tight as you know the last two that we've had but still a peak die still of a type We've had a 58 round here from Jim Furyk. We've had a 60 from Patrick Cantley on his debut. But yeah, I, I think for me, the, the two important things were the, were the strokes gained approach and tee to green. They're going to find them. They're all going to have chances. And it's whatever drops on the week, I think. Yeah, there is one stat that I think rules puts one man in particular in the plan. But yeah. They seem to have tried to almost rule out longer hitters the last two weeks, which is ridiculous because they can still succeed. It's just they're saying, you know, we or I said at Colonial that distance would be negated. It wasn't so bullish on that heritage, but 
this this here is one of those ones where okay no you can't just bomb it and and get around you do need to have a certain skill set i.e hitting tons of greens and making the putts but there is the room to attack it so above a watson will do a large majority of his scoring on the short portfolios and the two par fives that he's got if he doesn't take advantage of those he's not going to win because that's his bread and butter isn't it so it can offer up very low scoring but by the same token you know the last five years here 17 under 12 under 14 under 16 under 15 under you know it's not it's not massively low is it it's mm. it's low enough and kind of what we expected last week yeah i mean the thing is the, the course sets up for i think even i mean if we say shorter hitters they're not they're not really short are they but the way that the course is set up it's not you know point a to point b so you have got the dog legs you have you have got little under undulations you have got fairway bunkers so the vast majority of the field are still going to be playing from what 150 160 yards okay some of the long hitters might just get a little lobbridge out from 120 110 but there's not this there's not a huge you know there's not a huge variety they're just as good playing from 150 160 as they are from 120 it's, you know it's not that type of course it's only 6800 odd yards so i think it you can see from the list of winners, I mean, you know, they, they vary tremendously, you know, from the Bubbers and Phils all the way through to the Furixes and, and your mate Russell Knox. <laughs> Ches Reavy last year, similar Ches Re- isn't yeah, he? Yeah, Ches Reavy. And, and this form that does tie in with the likes of, and, and I'm going to call them the web courses now, there's yeah. plenty of form there that ties in with the Greenbriars, the, you know, the Wyndham. There's, it's, do you know what? For me, it's nice to see this type of course, but this normally comes in after the US Open. So you've normally had the brutalness of the US Open and then you come back to this where there's such a massive shift in thinking. Whereas I think, unfortunately, we've sort of thought the same way for three weeks now. It might change slightly, but there's a, there's a similar thing and, yeah, I can't wait for it to change again. Although I love these courses, the, the, at the moment it's very much give them all 15-foot putts and see who yeah, putts the most. Who makes the most that week, yeah. Yeah, it's no, not their fault. It's just, you know, the, the weather, the, the, you know, the timing not a lot you can do but if you give people you know a short course with soft greens i mean you're gonna have to hide the pins or grow some more trees and you're not gonna do that in three days <laughs> and i think you know like we say you know, we're looking again just looking at the market here and and the same three names are at the top there with rory justin and bryson all again justin and bryson especially are making their claims every week rory's tailed off a bit since coming back but he did say he didn't really like harbour town he realized again why you know, he doesn't yep. come here very often. So does he change on this week? You know, we'll see. Ram has definitely not shown his best stuff yet. Webb obviously has just won. And, you know, we're we excusing that miscut anyway. And Patrick Cantley comes into the four for the first time this season. And as you said earlier, you know, he shot a 60 here at a very young age, very early on. And everyone's kind of been expecting him to play the last two weeks when he, you know, where it really, really should have suited him. And again, they'll probably be expecting something from him. But at twenty-five to one, when you know he's not turned up in two weeks, is there something wrong with him? Do you think there's is his back still? I know he has to manage his back, um, and I wonder if that's sort of niggling him at the moment. Right, Cantley, as you know, I was disappointed that Cantley and and Casey actually didn't play. Um, I mean, it's understandable, but I was disappointed they didn't play the last two weeks. They had massive, massive form claims. We'll talk about Cantley first. I believe he's had an operation on his septum. Is that correct? Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody oh, out there. But I, yeah. I, I do believe he has, and he may well have brought that forward because of the because of the delay. Either way, I'm not sure whether he's going to have that done or not. If he was, then this delay's actually come perfect for him. He hasn't really missed anything out. I, re- I mean, I think Cantley is 
he was 34, 36 on Betfair this morning. Uh, I'm not sure for how much, and I, I, I was sleeping, so I didn't really, I didn't really <laughs> catch that. But I would have been all over that. He's, he's a remarkable player that's, that stays injury free. He's going to be world number one at some point. Um, along with all the other world number ones that we say every week. This is the trouble, isn't it? Is that there is so many now, and this is why, you know, when they say that this is how you're realising now how dominant Tiger Woods was, because now there's five, six, seven, eight names that you could say about people. I mean, for the last three weeks, I've, anyone that listens, I've been saying that Bryson's going to be a world number one soon. You know, you're saying that about Cantley. Webb Simpson's going to make a claim at some point if he keeps going the way he's going. You know, Xander DJ's always going to be there or thereabouts if he can ever put it together for successive weeks so um, you know and then you've got the other three names that we haven't mentioned and it's it's good for golf it's good because you, you there's no one dominant force and I don't think I actually like having a one dominant person I think everyone kind of looks for the new tiger and wants someone to be that great but I actually just like it when you turn up every week and, and you don't know who's going to win yeah absolutely I mean you know of, of those of those you've mentioned you know I've got eight players written down that that you know, I went into more, and, and this is for getting price at the moment. JT, for me, is is clear of the top three anyway for me. Obviously, he finished last week. Having called um, Hilton Head a zoo, he then comes out and, and hit 66, 66, and 63 last three days after vir- you know, virtually on the way of missing the cut and going home. Couldn't put a thing in the first three rounds. But as always, he's he's there on every relevant stat. He was, uh, I think it was third, third in 2016 here when he 36 last year, which isn't, isn't fantastic. But if he can, I, I think with him, if he can have his game plan better than it is, I think he can make mincemeat of some of these courses. He was uh, fifth in strokes gained approaching the green in 2019 uh, in this tournament, finishing second overall that year. Uh, second in um, strokes gained tee to green second in that year and he's always in the top 10 of par fours whatever whatever list you look at he's always there so on a course that only has two par fives for me he's he's clearer of the top three without doubt Cantley went off I think at 10 or 12 to 1 last year um, I know you didn't have the the depth of the field but given that you know we're not really interested in Rory at the moment I don't think um, correct if I'm wrong I know he's got a couple of decent Decent efforts here, but I'm not particularly bothered with him at the moment. Cantley's form, if he's right, he's double the price of last year. He's a top 10 player. What Does he deserve to be double what he was last year? And I, I don't think he has. And I've noticed that the 28 to 1 early went. I know he's only chopped to 25. But people do definitely want to be on. And his stats are amazing. You know, 2019, he was 6 tee to green. 17th approaching the green, 4th in uh, off the tee. Overall, he hits top 10 at the end of the year. Uh, and currently, even though he's only played a handful of tournaments, he's sixth for tee to green and fourth for approaching the green. You know, last year, uh, 2019, when he was tied 15th, he was first for the par fours. Again, he, he sits next to JT on that sort of stat. And as an, you know, he's top amateur, he was amateur for number one for 54, 55 weeks, something like that. His form as well is, is it's, it's top gear, really. Well, he's been excellent. It's, you know, before the, worry the lockdown, is, wasn't it? He was in, in great form. I mean, he had a full fit the, the tournament of champions, 11th for Pebble Beach, 17th for Riviera. So he was doing everything right. Before. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the only worry is whether he's he's right or not, or he needs the run. But, it, you know, he clearly doesn't mind it here. The question is, 25 to 1 is actually very fair. It's how right is he? You know, could he have done with a run out 
<laughs> it's one of those ones that we you just don't know, do you? And, and the thing is, with you know earlier on in at the at Colonial, everyone was coming back from a layoff, whereas mm. now everyone that he's playing against has had two weeks to play. Uh, well, not everyone, as we go on to one of the other picks that I quite like. But he can he just hit the ground running straight away? Is there a reason that he hasn't been playing the last two weeks? If it's just a strategic decision, okay, well, I'm going to come back at the course that suits me the best, in his in his mind, is the Travellers, then, you know, you don't know. You, that's the chance you take, because if he was right and, and he was 20th and, and 14th for the last two weeks, he'd have probably been 20 to him. So it's... It's hard, isn't it? It's hard to tell. Um, I think just because there is a bit of uncertainty, I could probably let him win at that price. I think that it's not something. He's not one of these ones that if he plays well this week, he's going to be twelves in this type of field next week. So I don't think you're missing out on that price. Interesting. I don't think I, he gets priced with JT and Rory next week, even if he even if he won. There's not enough I, evidence there, is there? Because you know we've seen him win before and go go to shorter prices but not to not to favor in a, in a depth of field like this no but then it's relative isn't it we've had john rahm play average last week rory's playing okay he doesn't like the two court particularly like them but he's not really done anything he's been in a position and not really done anything and if that continues i can you know i can see him starting 14 16 to on the field if you get if you start getting class fields like this all the time um and that does shorten up the obvious ones that, that are playing well i mean yeah i I think I'd look at it very similar to the mistake I made last week where uh, I tweeted that I was going to save on Webb and didn't. I'd have to have Cantley in some way. Maybe I agree with you. I don't, uh, I don't disagree that he's a bad... I, don't, I do not think he's a bad pick. I think there is, there is absolutely nothing to suggest that he can't play well because we don't know why he hasn't played the last two weeks. So I'm not going to sit here and say he can't win because no, he's not that type of player. I'm just thinking that you know Webb's just won last week and he's 20-1 again this week. And I think that Cantley would be a similar thing. So would I rather just see him have a run out and be the same yeah. price next week? Yeah. Even if, So if he finishes 10th this week and you know he's right, he's probably going to be a similar price next week and you can just go in again. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think really, yeah, the, the, the evidence, the highlights, the, his form, the way he plays, his stats is perfect. But there is that doubt uh, as to as to what's happened. And so, yeah, OK, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what, I, 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 I would like to be with him in some way, maybe a match bet or something like that. But I can see what you're saying. Has Bryson convinced you of anything different yet? No, no I was, I was, I was ready to be heartbroken, as the song goes. Yeah. Two top nines here in the last two years again. Has he convinced me? Yeah, but he, he, again, the last two weeks he's been in good enough positions to do something. I mean, third round last weekend on Saturday. You know, I think he hit, he, he hit what did he hit seventy, which was yeah. the worst score by. You know, if we take those that are in contention, I think it was the worst score of the lot. Um, I don't doubt the man. I, I don't doubt his talent. I don't doubt his ability. I never have. I doubt his management. I doubt, and I've said it all the time. I, I doubt his feel. Um, if you look at the winners round here, again, it's another week where I think you need feel. Okay, look, you know, nobody likes Keegan Bradley, but you know, he was. <laughs> He was second last year. I say that. <laughs> he, oh, you're, oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's got, he, you know, he was, he's got feel. You know, Bubba, we know. Jordan's got fantastic short game when he's right. My mate, Russell Knox, um, whatever you say, you know, he, he's got a bit more fit. And I, I, I maintain it. Unless, if you, if we're going to go to a 7,800 yard smackathon where he has, he, he isn't under pressure 
to get up and down when it needs fill. So so if he's got enough advantage with his with his length and with his striking, whereby he can afford the odd bogey, then that's fine because he'll make birdie. Where, what he can't do is afford to go around these courses where, um, when I say the more intelligent players, I don't mean it as an insult, but where the more intelligent players, where the more game players are saving themselves, where they are making a clever birdie, where they are saving um, a par. He, he, I don't think he can win. Um, yeah. The thing with me at the moment is I, and I see that what you're saying about him now is what I think I've thought about and what other people have said about Rory in the past you know, and not to compare the two players because they're a different level um, but you know I think Rory sometimes misses a chance to just take an easy par and get on it and gets a bit aggressive mm. and, and does the wrong mm. thing at times so it's, it's a course management thing mm. isn't it Webb is, Webb is going to give himself the best possible look every time and, and he'll scrap out a par if he has to um, whereas Bryson hasn't quite done that I've actually been quite disappointed with how he hasn't got over the line the last two weeks Bryson mm. I think that he he should have done and I think that at the 14s and the 12s and this week I could probably just leave him alone if he wins he wins because um, and, and I think that about the top three in the bets I think Kupka is is the one this week mm. where I think he has shown enough now over the last two weeks especially last week I mean he got red hot last week um, where I really think you know now's mm. a good chance to to get on him because yeah. you know he was sixth in greens hit last week he hit over 76 percent of the greens um which is phenomenal mm. um and that's not really a, something you sort of attribute to him you sort of think okay well he bombs it off the tee he gets it close enough and he's good at getting up and down um you know he, and he's got plenty of feel around the greens great short game um mm. and he's played well he's had two top 20s here in the past never missed the cut and they've been in years where he's come off a US Open as we talked about earlier so now he's coming into it as just a, a regular event off the back of two others I think this is a, a great week to be on him and the point I was making about sort of Cantlay and there wasn't really any danger to have a look okay he was 40 to 1 at Colonial there was no, you had no idea what was going on with him then um, you've now had two chances to look at him and you can still get 20 to 1 so I think it's probably best now to have, have him on side now you've had those two chances to see that he's actually right yeah yeah, he he was he was very impressive. Yes, last night. Um, yeah, missed a little tiddler actually to go. I think I can't remember what hole it was. He missed a two foot or three footer or something. It was it was a virtual gimme um, to kick on a bit, and I, I thought that would stall him, but he came straight back. Um, again, if you he would be the one or one of only maybe two or three. If you that two eighty nine yard par four. You know, if you stuck a three thirty yard path drivable par four in front of them, he's the he's the player for me over a DeChambeau um, and a Dustin Johnson of of the long hitters that has that. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It has that. I don't know that convinces me he will make birdie. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I don't know what it is. As you say, it's fear. More guile, I suppose. Guile. Kind yeah, of, guile. Yeah. Yeah. Guile. And and I think. Yeah, for me, this could. Yeah, it's definitely a course that could could absolutely suit him right down to the ground, especially after that over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, but why not? I mean, I, it's interesting to say that he's such a he's a multiple major winner, and and yeah, I didn't have I didn't have him down. I, to be honest with you, having spoken to you, I don't know why. <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, his worst round last week was 68. You know, and then he shot mm. 65 yesterday, and it, yes, okay, mm. he did climb up the leaderboard into seventh because he had such a good round yesterday which included two eagles 
one of them was yeah. on a par four, so yeah, that's hard to keep up. up. You know, he drove like you just talked about driving the green. He drove that three thirty yard, didn't he? Yeah. And put it to three foot, whatever it was. So he, you know, they that's hard to replicate every week. But I just think that the body of work that he put in last week. I mean, he's had two bogeys every round, but that's not disastrous when you're making two or three eagles and a, and a birdie or you know five six birdies. So he's going, he's going to be four or five under every round at the moment as he's talking, and. And that should be enough to get it done this week. If he can just just get it round, like you say, four four under every round, that's going to be plenty enough. And and the worry was that his knee was a problem. Well, he's played two back-to-back weeks, and there's been no signs of that. So I'm a lot more confident in him this week. Yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, I think if we look at it like that, yeah, I can't argue with you at all. Um, he didn't fit the the stats that I was looking at. Well, we've discussed this, you know, outside of here. Whereas I'm trying to take trying to take a little bit more emotion away. I do get excited about it, but uh, in terms of selection, he, and he, he doesn't fit that. Uh, he doesn't appear in the list, uh, you know, high enough, uh, in enough lists for me over some of the others. But yeah, on his performance on Sunday, why not? Um, well, that's the worry I mean, yeah, stats at the moment, is it? It's because he's had such a bad start to the season, the same with Rose, same with DJ, is that, is that when you look at these to, to fit them in the model... And, and the stats that you're looking at, they're, they're not going to pop up because they've been playing so poorly. But now they're showing a bit of life again after the layoff. If you want to look at the short segments over the last couple of weeks, and and they should surely then fit in, I suppose. Yeah, he he yeah. I mean, he actually, I think he led the 2019 par four stats, didn't he? If I'm not mistaken, I'm sure you've got that on one of your windows. Yeah, um, <laughs> so he, I th- I, yeah, I think he did actually. JT was seventh, Webb was third, Cantley. Uh, Kentley was six, I think. So that type of player, we know exactly the type of player they are. Um, so yeah, I believe he led the par four, uh, which puts him banging here. Yeah, why not? I'm, I, you're, you're making a good case, mate. I can't argue. I think, with you. I think to be honest, I think you know if I was if there was going to be one person at the top of the market, which we, we've generally mm. avoided over the last two weeks, I think he's the one that stands out to me. I'm a massive Webb Simpson believer, but mm. going back to back, is I said Berger could do it last week. Simpson can do it this week. I just think there's better courses for him to do it at. I think Kupka. It sorts. It suits more. So I think Cook would be the one at the top. Yep. I'm not interested in John Rahm this week. I just think he needs to get right. Justin Rose again makes obvious claims. He's played here well in the past. Doesn't play here generally. So when he has done, he's done well. Uh, and DJ again, a bit like Cook showed up last week. He's going to come good again at some point, isn't he? And yeah, he showed he showed enough last week to suggest that he's coming soon. Yeah, but like you say, uh, you know, if you look at that section from. I don't know what you're looking at between what twenty and thirty-five to one, maybe. Yeah, going up to thirties, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Um, I think you make a extremely good case for uh, Brooks, and you know I like Cantley as you are, I think, but yeah, I think you you make a better case, and you want to want to be on loads of twenty-one shots, and I'd rather have Kepka than than DJ. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about never sure about DJ's attitude. Definitely not this year. Um, so yeah, you make the case, you look at the card, uh, and you think he could destroy it, couldn't he? So yeah, what, fair enough. What about Xander this week? I haven't got Xander down. No, I, I haven't think, got Xander down. I'm afraid he, he he obviously bombed it through on final day. I mean, he was tailed off, wasn't he, after three rounds? Yeah. If we look at there was there's something not right, is there? Um, can't tell you what it is. Don't know, but there's there's something. There's something there that isn't quite there at the moment. Um, obviously, he had that chance a couple of weeks ago. Was he having that? Did he have a hangover from there? I wouldn't have thought these professionals would. Would you? Um, 
I think I think with the likes of Morikawa, when when he had when he reacted the way he did, because he had a really good chance to get a win, mm. I think that he maybe took it a bit harder than Xander would. I just think that, that Xander just didn't play very well last week. He had two really good rounds and two poor rounds, um, and he needs to have four good rounds. Uh, you know, I think Colonial he played very very well. And, you know, got unlucky again. Like we just talked about, everyone in that that section there, he can win, can't he? So yeah, none of those need to be ruled out. But no. if you're going to pick Cantley or Kupka, then you don't need to look anywhere else. And then the yep. next person on the list is Bubba Watson, who's 33 to 1. I really <laughs> liked him last week because he was 100 and whatever he was to I 110 to 1. Played well enough, didn't he? Um, but yep. had, you know, one bad round that really put him out of contention. 33 to 1 for a three time winner on the course. You know, he plays those courses well. He always plays a repeat course as well. Same thing, isn't it? Same as Kupka, isn't it? He's. he's uh... He's going to look at some of these as he always does and do whatever he wants. You've got no idea what he's going to do. He's going to attack an awful lot of these. Yeah, uh, again, why not? But at, at, at the prices, what are we, you know, what are we, what are we taking? You know, so yeah. so far if we combine everything, um, and I've got another thirty-three or one shot I like. Um, you can't, you can't do that, can you? Not in my book, anyway. Um, do you like Abraham you, Anderson? If I, then? If I put, uh, if I put, yeah. uh, if I put. If I ask you what Bubba or Brooks this week, who do you pick? You've got to pick one. In if, a match. if you had to pick one and there's nothing, you know, there's no prices involved in it, I'd just put Brooks because I just think that he's trending towards a win. Whereas I think I liked Bubba for a win last week and he didn't do it. Um, so I think head to head. But I think that there's, there is a, a general consideration when there's 33 versus 20 to 1 and, and one of them's the three time winner. And I just. It's hard to rule him out. He's, he's one of those where mm. I haven't quite decided what to do with him because because I was so bullish on him last week at such big prices. It's hard to look at him at such a small price, but it's such a different a different thing altogether because you know what he does here. Last yeah, week what? I was saying that he could go well and, and there's no real evidence that he has done that, whereas the evidence is right in front of your face this time. Yeah, tea times might be interesting. Um saw something that said the early tea times are going to have a big advantage this week. Uh, the, the, you know, things start getting a, a little bit chopped up I think later on in the day um, I can't remember which play it was now I do apologise um, but definitely an early t- so it might be interesting so you know I can't yeah, see maybe one to I wait until see, that comes yeah, out absolutely and, and, and you know you know that Bubba and Brooks are going to absolutely attack it if one of them had an early tea time on Thursday they'd probably end up playing together because they want them both to smash the ball um, it, you know if one of them was to play morning it may be um, that's the player to play on exchange and and you know, if it is easier in the morning, and yeah, you know, smash it away, might they? Um, this this one's the one that you do like at, at this price range. Well, there's two actually. Two. Oh. Uh, well, there's two I've written down. It's not necessarily plays. Um, everyone who loves to hate him, Team Casey. Um, I I'm think when it, it. <laughs> well, when it comes to when it comes to this this tournament, I think that um, yeah, again, Casey's another one that should have played like Cantley. I wish he'd have played the last couple of weeks. He doesn't win much, but he wins more than, than people think he does. Um, if he'd won the ones that he should have won, he'd have won an awful lot. Mm. Let's put it like that. Um, now, Casey actually tops the um, Pete Dye list of uh, performances on Pete Dye courses, interestingly enough. Um, he's well ahead um, and plays considerably better on a Pete Dye course than he does anywhere else. Um, he's top 15 all the time. Um, again, the same categories approaching the green, tee to green, off the tee, 
you can see his form here anyway. Five two five seventeen two is incredible. Um, his last event, eleventh in Mexico, works absolutely brilliantly. He's been world top twenty five for the last five years in the um, world golf rankings. He absolutely adores his course. He's got the power to um, do some damage on the shorter holes, and he has got the iron play uh, to take advantage as well. I mean, on his approaches, I think he ranked uh, fifth at, uh, at Riviera and sixth in Mexico. So he's got the game. We all know what his problem is. If you were to put him next to Daniel Berger and Webb Simpson with 15-foot putts, he would get beat an awful long way. But putting is putting. You know, some days they go in. Um, and I thought, I thought he's almost guaranteed to be there. Uh, you know, yes, he's had the long layoff, but it is, it, for me, he's a certainty to be there, to be right there at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, so you, we're saying he's 40 to 1, I'm looking at right now, and he's, that's fair. he's, the, he's the one that I that. think is, is overpriced completely. I completely agree with you because I think that, yes, putting is his problem, but it's clearly not a problem here, ever. It's never been a problem at this course. Okay, does it? It does he miss a short putt to not win the tournament? Maybe, but his body of work throughout the whole week, he can putt on these on these greens. So, yeah. a second, a fifth, you know, or two seconds, two fifths. Sorry, you know, we've seen at the Valspar Championship that he hmm. likes a course, he repeats it. Doesn't matter if it's PGA Europeans or whatever. Should he have won more? Yes, absolutely. But I don't care how much he should have won. Can he win this week? Yes, he can. Hmm. It is a little bit of the case of Cantlay is that he's going up against a whole field that's had two weeks of reps now. Um, but I think that I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I think he has just chosen this course because this course is the one that he thinks he can win at and he wants to be fresh for it. You know, he's not getting any younger. I know he's not particularly old and he's in good shape, but he's the type of person that's got the luxury of, of picking and choosing his tournaments to suit his, you know, his body and his health and and timing it and things like that because he's been in the top 25 so long so i really like casey i, I completely agree with you and there's a, there's a lot here in, in this area bubba casey kupka um that i really like that it's hard to really to pick between the one or two of them yeah yeah i think you're probably right like i said you know i wanted casey and Cantley over the last three weeks there would have been a play this week as well it's just i mean that 40 that's only just come up because that wasn't there earlier. Yeah. What might be interesting, that might well force the um, exchange price out a little bit. Um, and if the exchange price was to go bigger than 40, I think that's definitely that makes your mind up for you. Because I just I just think exactly. that he, yeah. you know, he wasn't showing the best form before Mexico, but that Mexico performance is key because it sh- he had something to, to take into the lockdown period, you know, and, and he's got a bit of, you know, good memory there, and, and he's going to come back to his course and love it every time. So yeah, he's yeah. patting, he's patting. If if he if he knocks him in, or he knocks more in than he normally does, it'd be it'd be top five. He I loves completely it. Completely agree. I mean, you know, this is this forty to one is eight places. So yeah. <laughs> well, I'll I'll have to have a conversation with you after about getting on there, mate, because I can't. <laughs> so um, yeah. yeah, we can do that. We'll have a chat. Patrick yeah, Reed uh, or no, Abraham Answer? Oh yeah, Abraham Answer. How can you not? put Abraham answer in this in the, in the calculations here it's, it's impossible yes I know that I, th- I don't know if it was on the recording last week or after recording where we discussed answer and you went oh answer I'm not bothered at 60s and I went oh no. and he played better than I thought he'd play and we have got to take virtually half the price this week 
but that was some performance and and he's he works big time in this uh, you know tied eighth last year after missing the cut on debut he was sixth off the tee fourth greens in reg ninth tee to green he hits on sunday was remarkable for us i mean 14th at colonial wasn't bad but what he did playing with hatton yesterday he wasn't phased by hatton at all um hatton hit the front and so was just matching him you know green for green where hatton was 10 foot away and so was 10 foot away um as you probably know, he hit every green in regulation yesterday for an overall uh, week of 90.28%, which is remarkable. Um, a little bit of, of um, interest. I'm going back to the Canadian Open again that I brought up last week. Um, now, there is actually a few. There are a few players here that, that have got form at the Canadian. 2018 Canadian that he won, uh, Bradley was fourth there. And, of course, he finished second here um, in 2019. He was second in the Northern Trust which Bubba won twice. So there's your link between the courses there. But one of the things that actually, so all that, all that is convincing. If you watched him play over the weekend, you, you know he's got everything about him. He's actually probably, I think, going to be more suited to this than he was the course last week, which is um, going to be a huge advantage for him. Um, but one of the key things is, there's only two par fives here if we discussed, and the majority are going to be expecting to birdie at least one around. Um, but the four par threes, range from 233 yards down to 153, the 16th, which, interesting enough, being a Pete Dye, isn't that dissimilar to um, um, sort of the island green at Sawgrass and also looks a little bit like um, the one at Augusta, whereby you've got a little tiny 153-yard uh, par through with loads of water in front of it and it looks narrow on the tee. Um with answer, he actually ranked, uh, he's ranking tied one in par three performances in 2020. Um, and if he can continue that, he's going to have a massive advantage um, over the field or an advantage over the field anyway. And if we take into account his quality on the par fours as well and the form that he's coming into this um, event, yeah, I, I think he's massive chance this week. Yeah, look, I think... You know, he's the 24th best player in the world in ranking. Um, you know, he's had two runner-up finishes now on the season, a runner-up towards the end of last season. Um, but those those three runners-up now that he's had, it almost looks like he's thrown everything he possibly can at it and still lost. And I don't know, I don't know whether that gets you at a certain point or whether it encourages him this week. I don't know because you know he played tremendously well over the weekend, or basically mm-hmm. since since Saturday. Um, or since Friday, sorry, sixty four, six five, six five. So, you know, he's done he's done everything he can, and is still not good enough. And I don't know if that's going to be a similar case round somewhere like here, where, you know, say he's up against a Bubba Watson on a Sunday, or or a Kepka or mm. someone that, that can just bomb it past him and 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 really just get that one extra hole and just put a dagger in that's really going to do him. And well, you know, he's gonna he's gonna win something bigger than than what he's won in the past at some point soon. I just don't know if he's going to do it in these events where all the best boys are getting back to their best. I, d- I don't know. Yep. I think I think there's just question marks over the price because he's halved in price. That's yep. the only I, thing. I, I, can, I, can, I can respect that. I mean, he's played here three times. Um, sort of 368s on debut. Uh, it's, yeah, missed the cup, hit 67 in 2018 in his first round. And last year when he was eight, he got 64 and 63. 
which sandwich uh, two two rounds of a lot worse. Um, I just think if you come off what he did Sunday and then you come off that 14th um, at Colonial, um, looking at... I mean, again, look, he's, he's got 64, 66, 64, 65, 65 in his last eight rounds. Uh, going to a course where he's hit low to mid-60s again. Uh, yeah, I appreciate what you're saying. And, and I used to get this from a certain person all the time, was how can you back this bloke when he was 200 last week hmm. and now only 80s? And the reason was because if he played like it's, it's you thought he was 200, he'd yeah, yeah. be 400s. Yeah. Um, I don't see... I, look, the, the problem is there's a lot in that bracket. Look, the last few weeks we've been saying there's one or two. So we've been saying Webb and, and Berger, for example. Yeah. Whereas I do think there probably is six or seven genuine chances in that range. It's, it's hard to leave answer out. The par three stat for me, if you were to if you were to um, force me to pick, but yeah, I'd leave Kentley out, and I'd at the moment, and I'd put answer in. Um, I'll be interested to see how he how he plays the par threes this week, but I think that's maybe a significant stat. I just think that, you know, the only thing that worries me is that he had an absolutely ridiculous ball striking week to the point he groaned 11 strokes, over, nearly 12 strokes on approach. And yes, mm. he does, he had, like he's 12th in the season on approaches, so it's not like it's mm. unusual for him. It's not like he's just out of the blue and caught lightning in the bottle. He's not 100th, you know, going into the season. Um, but that was still two better, or two or three better than, than Sergio, who played really well tee to green and on approaches. And, you know, generally four or five shots better than most of the field. So can he do that this week um, again? Because he probably might have to to win. You know, yeah. I, I can't rule him out because I just I just think that he's going to win something soon, isn't he? It's just you have to leave someone out and you have to have a reason to leave yeah. someone out. And I'd probably rather take Casey just because I think it's... it's... It's a safer bet, I think. Mm. I think I think Casey's a safer bet, whereas I think Answer's gonna is gonna win at some point. I just don't know when. Yeah, he. I mean, at the end, it's the same thing. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know, hold enough of the chances that he that he has. To be fair, yeah. um, and was that was that a an outstanding performance of which he can't get to that level for four rounds? Um, he probably couldn't. Otherwise, he'd win by ten. Yeah. But you know, you know what I mean. Was that a, a round? So whilst he can play very well. That was an outstanding round. Uh, the score itself doesn't show how well how well he played. Um, and I suppose the question is, can he repeat that properly um, round another round another track? I, I just think I, uh, the way I look at it, I thought, and, and this is going against what I've been saying, is that when the weather delay hit, I thought he was going to be the one player that went backwards when it resumed. Mm. I thought that it would be between Hatton and Simpson going in towards the end. Because I just thought that Hatton looked really self-assured of himself. He's already won this recent season. And Simpson's just a winner now. He just he just wins, and that's what he does. You know, he might not look the most confident out of the three, but he he's the one that you can sort of bet is going to grind it out. Uh, and he didn't. He he carried on going forward. He put his foot down and and really performed well. So you know, I hope I hope he does it at some point soon. I just wonder whether he needs to get over the fact that he's just put in a you know probably his best mm. strokes going to performance and, and still didn't win i don't know it's yeah 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 i mean I, yeah I'm, I'm with you on that and there is that danger of saying it was softer greens and stuff like that so he perhaps wasn't forced to scramble more than he might have been you know had they been fast greens these players yeah. a lot of these would have been struggling but the week before uh, colonial he's uh, ranked 10th in approach so i'm quite happy to think that he's got his irons 
Yeah, he's dialed in. He's absolutely dialed yeah, I mean, you in. Look, and he's 12th yeah, you, on the season. So it's yeah. not like it, it's going to... I don't think it's going to fall off a cliff at all. I think he'll still do the same things well. He'll still hit plenty of greens and still... Yeah. It's just whether he can do it okay. as well. Okay. So so you're, you, you respect him, but you're, you're looking for 50, basically. Yeah, probably. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but I think he's got every chance. Absolutely. Reed, I'm not particularly interested in after no. last week. I know we're saying not to overreact to a missed cut, but... Um, I thought he looked really poor last week. Um, every time I was watching him on coverage, he was in a tree, um, spraying it everywhere. I know he can get up and down from anywhere, but... Yeah, know, it doesn't look like a winner in waiting, does he, at the moment? No, and in a field where, you know, to really keep up with the Bombers here, where they can take advantage of those short par fours and par fives, he's going to have his best. I, you know, he can put it on any week, can't he? We talk about it all the time, but I, I can leave him alone. Morikawa, again... Should suit him, you know, the sort of event where you've got to pound as many greens as you can. I don't want to overreact to the fact that he had a hangover from the week before. So, obvious chances again. Just think there's plenty around here I'd rather have. Uh, Fitzpatrick and Finau. Finau's still not done what I thought he was going to do coming out of here. I thought he was, you know, in great shape to play really well coming back. And he's on 23rd, 33rd. So, um, he's shown flashes, but not enough. Uh, Fitzpatrick, he played really well this week, or this past week, uh, but Heritage is his favourite course in the world, uh, and this isn't. And yep. I think that's enough just to, to leave him alone. And, and the next two names are Sergio Garcia and Joaquin Neiman, and I think they've both got really good chances this week. Yeah, Sergio played well, didn't he? Um, Absolutely, really well. The only thing, he's, he's upset the whole field again. He just seems to be, he's one of these people, um, and I don't know whether he's you know, the way he got quoted and saying there's people that deserved it more than No, he didn't mean that. He didn't mean it like that. I think he meant that, you know, there's people out there behaving poorly and, and, and not getting ill, whereas Nick Watney wasn't and just got it. Yeah. But, but it, you know, it's still going to be out there and he's, he just needs to learn to shut up sometimes. He's 40-odd years of age and and still makes the stupid comments he was making when he was 25. <laughs> so he's always going to be a, a Marmite figure, but... I don't care about that. I just care about how well he's playing golf. Mm-hmm. And and he was absolutely superb, you know, into the greens last week um, and had a historically bad putting week well, again like he does. Every week, yeah. Um, but he's got a second and a 25th here in the past as well when he used to play it. Yeah, what, what's his best at the moment? Uh, 40, 50 to 1, isn't it? Yeah, I think, I think that's a, a reasonably big price when you consider... And this is, again, it's a, a knock against someone like Answer is should... Should Sergio yep. be 50 against Hansen's 35 when they both did the same thing last week to excel? Very, very fair comment. Further, but... No, no, very, very, very fair comment. Um, yeah, could you trust? Again, it's the same thing. You know, you, you're looking for a price, aren't you? You've got to have your price. If Sergio has that 15-footer to win the tournament, you want to be on somebody else, don't you? Yeah, um, but this is, a th- you know, everyone here that we're talking about. So Bubba has streaky putting weeks, but wins well here. Yeah. Casey doesn't putt very well, but plays well here. Mm. I mean, you know, Casey never putts well. So I think it's one of those courses that you do have to putt well on the week, obviously. Yeah, on the week. It, don't it, have to doesn't, it doesn't particularly suit the best putters over a course of a season. I think people can just have good weeks. You know, we're changing over to different greens from last week. Yeah. Um, so Sergio should get an uptick from there. Bubba's obviously going to get an uptick from there. Casey, we've got nothing to compare it against, but should just be happy. So yeah, yeah. I just I think yeah, you know, he's got every chance of coming in here uh, playing he, really well. Absolutely, and he does fit that sort of 
older player, doesn't he, as well? I know you've got a mix of ages who sort of won this, but but you do get that. Even the maidens have been, you know, they hardly have been, tw- you know, they've not been 20 and 21 winning it. No. Um, so, yeah, he, 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 why not? Sergio, in it, could be 50th, could be second. We don't know, do we? We know he's going to pound a green. Yeah. We talk about, you know, Paul Casey not winning enough, but Sergio doesn't win enough in America, does he? For for someone of his talent. No, he you doesn't. Know, you know, he's, he's an incredible winner on European soil, but then, even then you say he's incredible. He's had 16 wins and Lee West was at 40 odd. So... Spanish. He's Spanish. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't mean it quite like that, but he's got that temperament. Oh, he? yeah, yeah, he's got the temper. There's certain, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily you know it's not stereotyping people it's he has got that hot headiness you know it's it's the ability to not get upset when something goes wrong you look at brooks kepka he don't get upset does he just even kill just yeah. the way it is isn't it you know don't worry because i've got a 345 i'm going to bash up the next hole and that that's potentially his issue maybe he, he you know he's forever changing his grip uh his putting grip it's just him but I, you know perfectly yeah i can see a quote of 50 why not played all last week got a good form around here Going to hit greens. Yeah, it's 50 at one whether he knocks enough in. Yeah. Joaquin Neiman, I've liked mm, since, since the, uh, you know, the comeback. He played well enough at Colonial and then played really well last week. Um, ball striking was absolutely superb. Mm. Shot 63-65 over the weekend. Uh, fifth here last year. He's got to have a chance. I think, you know, he plays really well on these types of greens. Uh, they're more like the Greenbrier greens that he played yep. earlier in the season. So, if anything, he's going to putt better than he did last week, and, and he wasn't that bad last week. So, you, you, I'd really fancy his chances. Again, like we've just spoken about, he was 100 to 1 last week, it's 50 to 1 this week, but I just think it deserves to be that because he's he's finished fifth, uh, finished, um, yeah, fifth, sorry, and fifth last year. That's enough to cut his price in half, isn't it? He deserves to be cut in half, and 50 to 1 still seems bigger than what I was expecting. Yep, the best Chilean player since Felipe Guilla. Um <laughs> Uh, doesn't wear the black and white half trousers though. Um, yeah, absolutely. He's got form in all the right places, isn't he? I mean, Harbour the Web. I mean, Web should be paying us the amount of times we mention him. But if you take Web as the the atypical player for this type of course, um, and we know that as you say, the Greenbrier, the Wyndham, um, the form all stacks up completely. He plays the right courses, and he plays them very very well. Uh, fifth last year. Um, when he won the Greenbrier, hit 64 final round, played fantastic golf yesterday. Um, so, so it, it, for me, when watching him, he looked like somebody that that hadn't had 20 years of experience, if you know what I mean, the way he played. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he looked as, as still as if he was not green. I mean, he was um, amateur number one for 44 odd weeks, something like that. Um, again, tee to green, approaches to green. Um, last week, I think he was third tee to green, wasn't he? And fourth, um, fourth strokes approaching. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, he's dialed in and you want to come here with your irons uh, hot. Um, as you say, it's, it's it's another one in price. This is what disappointed me about this week was, um, was you know, last week, I think we could make cases for plenty of 80, 90, 100 one shots. However well they did, didn't matter. Whereas I think the front third is very very strong and and yeah I, i'd struggle to to look past them um and yeah neiman's got the form he's got the he's got improvement in him why not 
I think he's the type, isn't he, that's not afraid to go and win twice in, you mm. know, early on in a season. Um, and, you know, everything about him, he's got good pedigree. He just seems to get on with his game. He doesn't get too hot-headed either way. Um, I really like his chances. I think 50 to one's plenty enough. Um, so he will be a pick of mine, definitely. A lockout in as a, as, as a pick. Um, and then the others are, you know, undecided at the moment. Um is there anyone else in this sort of range? You've got, you've got Gary Woodland, Jordan Spieth. I think Spieth showed us last week that he's not quite back. Now, I, I spoke about it and, and we, you sort of agreed that maybe Colonial was just a patch-up job for him and he could do well there in his sleep. So they expected him to go well. Um, and he sort of showed that a bit last week. He still had a good a good couple of rounds, didn't he? Um, oh, just... But he's, he's still some way off his There's best. something not there. It's such yeah. a something not there. I mean, they, you know, every so often you see him do a Jordan, don't you? So you see him, you know, knock a 30-foot putt in, birdie, fantastic, walks off, hits a nine to eight-foot birdies that, and then suddenly he's three places below where he was when you left him. Just not doing and it. He's one here, and, and that's the thing. He's won here in the past. But yeah. unlike Colonial, where he was good every year um, and had one, you know, he's won here and then gone 42nd missed cut. So I don't think, I think almost the win was when he was at the top of his game and, and he could almost win anywhere. Whereas, the, you know, for him to win this week, it has to be a course that he, he loved like Colonial and I don't think this is the same. So I'm quite happy to, to leave him out. Leishman, again, he's won mm. here, yeah. makes claims. He's not for me this week. I do. I had another look at Victor Hovland. I think that now he's getting his his around the green game sorted out with with Pete Cowan and things like that. I think he's going to be a really um, you know exciting prospect this year. Twelfth um, in approaches last week. You know that's that's important. His irons are in great shape, and he could do anything. I think this year. You know, fourteenth tee to green as well. So I think that he's really in good shape. Um, he just needs to tidy up that yep. short game, and it's, it depends how quickly it comes. Yeah, I, I, he was on the list. He he had to go because um, I had three relative youngsters down. One was Neiman, um, and he went in favour of um, Neiman and Corey Connors. Yeah, I Connors Connors is another one. Where when ball striking comes up and you, oh, you have to hit a page of greens, he's the one, isn't he? He he is just putt. like every yeah. single one we said on here. He can't putt, um, and he can't putt. It, you know, he gets very hot at one time. That's why he used to Monday qualify all the time because he'd get hot for one round with his putter and get in. It makes obvious cases, and so does someone like Brian Harmon at, that, at the ah. same price. Now and he think, was, he was, he was the one. Yeah, I think he's interesting. <laughs> I think he is interesting. I'll let you talk about him. No, I mean, I mean, Harmon was instantly the one when the prices came out for me. Um, I saw him. I don't know what he is on exchange. I haven't got that open at the moment. He was ninety-five at some point, and I greedily wanted to wait for three figures. Um, Harmon's interesting. I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a fan of him. I don't. For whatever reason, you know, you like people, you don't like people. And when I say like, it's inverted commas. So I'm not a great fan of him. Uh, he certainly doesn't win enough. But this is exactly his course, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, he's made seven out of eight cuts. Uh, third in 15, six in 18, and eight in 19. Three rounds of 66 last year. Uh, again, six in the Wyndham, third in the Greenbrier, which was um, Neiman's Greenbrier, incidentally. Eighth in the players. So, you know, Pete Dye again. Um Played well last week, but obviously lives in the area. So had his family sort of watching him, I believe. He's 13th in the Pete Dye list. Again, what does that mean? It, it might mean something. We've been saying for the last few weeks, we've been comparing people who play well there. 
Um, so he's 13th there, which is good. Um, last year, he was uh, 16th in his tournament, Tita Green. Um, the interesting thing about Harmon is, is when he's right again, look, we've said this about so many, he peppers the greens, but doesn't putt enough. Um, but you've got to look at it at price, haven't you? Uh, if we're saying that Brooks Kepka will putt it, he's 20s. Uh, Brian Harmon, with his record round here, is 80s. You know, the, the, the one thing about him is he said he's um, he wasn't happy with his mid to long irons uh, recently. I think he changed them um, a couple of weeks ago. And his performance since then, is, uh, it's not, you know, it's not exactly um, standing out. Uh, but last week, it was a lot better. I mean, 23rd, Colonial's OK. Uh, top 30 again, Heritage. But that 65 closing must give him great confidence going there this week. He says he's more excited about his iron play than he has been for a long, long, long time. There's nothing wrong with taking a bit of confidence um, into an event. His, his pattern, actually, if you look at his pattern stats, they're not actually too bad. Striking wasn't his strength last week, really. No. You know, he ranked 37th in the field in approaches and tee screen. Mm. So he wasn't. If he improves on that, mm. you know, even a little bit, and then goes to a course that he likes you're expecting to improve immensely. Yeah. Um, and, and if he can rank top 15, 10 in, in approaches, he's going to be right up there because this is a course that he loves. Yeah. Yeah. As I say, yeah, he says he's very, very happy. And uh, I think, you know, we all know that if you, whatever sport you play, if you look down at what you're playing with and you're confident about what you pick, it, you know, mentally it makes you a better player. It can find your shots. Um, yeah. He's got loads of, loads. he's got 64 here and he, uh, 2018, uh, he's only been over 70 once in the last eight rounds around here. Um, and potentially, he's coming into into top form. So, the 80 or 1, or 95 or whatever he is, I mean, you've probably found 100 somewhere. Um, <laughs> the 80 or 1, he's he's very, very fair. Um, yeah, why not? I think he's one of those, oh, I am going to be a bit greedy and say that I'd want him to be three figures. I just don't think okay. this is an event that, that allows him to be that um, because of his course form. And, and he's played well here even after US Opens and things like that. So he makes obvious claims. Um, you know, like you say, he had a 65 final round. If that's a sign of things to come, then you're expecting to play well here, aren't you? So, yeah, I think he's one definitely that I wouldn't rule out. It's just a price-dependent mm-hmm. thing. Um, but if I'm happy to take the 50-1 to one on Neiman after being 100-1 last week, should I be able to take the... The, the shorter price on Harmon, so because it is a course, not only is it a uh, you know, you've seen the form, but he fits this model, of course, as well, even if he hadn't had the course experience that he had. Who, who's, so. who's more likely to win? I mean, I like Harmon, I think he's, he's a great each way bet, or, or the 80 to 1 therefore makes him what six, seven to 1 for a top 10, uh, 7 to 2 ish for one ish for a top 20. That might be a better play. Yeah, because I'm not uh, sure he's got winning upside. That's that's no. what I look at as. I think Neiman can go out and win. I just don't know if Brian Harmon can win because even at his peak, you know, he doesn't win a lot of tournaments. You know, he's he he's won twice. Uh, he's won the John Deere Classic and he's won the Wells Fargo, which are two decent events, um, two similar, you know, ball striking events if you like. Uh, and he's come second to the U.S. Open, so he's you know he's a he's a big time player, and he has been. Um, but it's been three years since then. He's not done an awful lot. Um, I just I just think that he's maybe done his winning for his career and he should just be generally happy to churn out top tens when he can. Yep. Around this, we've always spoke, touched upon uh, Corey Connors. 
Joel Damon's playing really well still. Yeah, I just yeah, I just don't know. He's one of those people that I think he's going to win, and he's going to mm. go. Oh, you know, Joel Damon, big price. Um, Kisner's double the price it was last week for obvious reasons. Um, yeah, but hit sixty-eight. Hit sixty-eight first round. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it played well enough, didn't he? And and he again, he is that part of that Simpson Burger lot. Um, it's the same format. Um, so yeah, he played, you know, I, I actually think Kisner, the Kisner just was on the edge, and I wasn't sure, but. You're making me think about a couple of these, so um, Kisner may well replace them. Uh, it's a big price. It's a big price. Yeah, I, I just think that you know, if if you like Kevin Kisner as a player, like I said last week, if you like Kevin Kisner, take him at fifty to one. If you like him as a player, 90. you should take him at ninety because it's a it's a similar style mm. test. It's slightly, you know, it's not as straightforward for him as it was last week, um, and he did miss the cut, but he wasn't miles away. Um, I mean, I mean, with him though, is he going? How much of a you know, I know we said that you know the difference in 30, 40 yards, but he could be losing an awful lot against the likes of uh, Brooks Kepka and um, Baba and people like that. Yeah, he's, he's the one that I don't think cares. I think he knows what his limitations are. He's quite comfortable in that. Um, bit like Webb, really. He played with Bryson all week and, and watched him vomit. And yeah, he just yeah, put okay. his scores together. Um, yep. So, yeah, I think he's a decent price. I don't know if he's one that immediately jumps out, but he was 15th last year. Yep. Um, good enough player. I think... Around It'd be this, a big price on exchanges, he will, Kisner. Yeah, and around this area, I thought Max Homer, I think he's playing well. He struck it really well last week. No form here to speak of, uh, two missed cuts. Um, but 125 to 1 in, in the form that he has been in all season. Um, and, you know, when I say he struck it well last week, um, he ranked fifth in strokes gain approach. Um, and where was he? 12th in tee to green. So if he gets his putter going. And maybe the change of greens helps that. Um, he, he'd look quite good at three figures, I think. Yeah. There's no evidence to suggest he'll play well here, but but there's a, it's sort of a price price dependent. Yeah, price dependent. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yep. Um, after that, is there anyone? I don't think this is particularly a week for long shots. I think, I think I there's think... so many people that make obvious claims at the top. I think, I think... there's always names here that you can. You can think of. You've got Kevin Streelman's played here. Oh, before. I was just going to bring him up. <laughs> I think, you know, was he? So, did he finish with seven birdies or something to win when he won? Yep. He's won um, here. And also, also his last two tournaments are very, very similar to a lot of these. The, the other one is Ryan Moore. Um, both of these are actually huge on the exchange. Streelman's 280 at the moment on the exchange. Um, and Ryan Moore is, uh, I've lost him now, but Ryan Moore's a lot bigger than he's fixed as well. Um both of them, Ryan Moore, for example. Okay, I'm not his, again, not his big Ryan Moore, Ryan Palmer, they're all the same, aren't they? Never bloody win. Um, but it's 69 at the Heritage. It's 73, 69, 69. The game's not out of shape at 69. Uh, Colonial hit 66, 74. Webb did the same thing. I know he's not in the class of Webb um, yeah. at the moment, but that, that are the facts. So there's a missed cut and a missed cut. There's a missed cut shooting 76, 78. And there's a miscut shooting 66 as one of your rounds. Yeah, anything, you know, things happen. Um, same thing really with Streelman that we're talking about um, last week. Again, he's had two miscuts, hasn't he? Yeah. But he's, he's gone 63, 69, 67. He's got week, 69, 71, 73, 67. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're, they're not a million miles out. And if, if they return to a course that they, they all have top tens in, um, does, you know, just provides them that little bit more inspiration. 
that, that, that yeah, 73 turns into a 69, doesn't it? Um, I just think it poss- this possibly is an event where you take a couple fixed, and and there are there are a few. I mean, you know, Strelman. I wouldn't have really looked at him at 90, 100. But if you're going to offer 280 and getting bigger, I mean, it's got to be worth a quid, isn't it? He's um, just that type of player, isn't he? That wins out of nowhere, anyway, doesn't he? Yeah. So those two, those two would probably stand out as as maybe having something there better than their price dictates. Um, although I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say they're anywhere near the the chances of the obvious ones that we've spoken about. Uh, so the rest can't really see it. I think I think we've pretty much covered what what can win. To be honest with you. There's a player here that I used to back religiously um, at a lot shorter prices, and this is, is Brant Seneca's 150 to one. Mm. Um, mixed mixed bag of form here, um, but if he gets it going, then then so be it. I think he's, he's not 150 to one golfer uh, just based on his win record. Um, and the other person I was quite interested in was Matthew Neesmith. Um, he's sixth last week since strokes gain approach. Um, you know that's that's obviously showing good signs and 15th tee to green so his ball striking was on point um this isn't a course that's going to reward that um his putting's letting him down at the moment and he's, it's a change of putting surface again so is he going to benefit from that we don't have any form here to speak of um and he's been a player that's kind of shown promise without potentially backing it up so much yet um but he's still got time on his hands yeah absolutely there's another one isn't he um yeah, I mean, a lot of people were on him last week. There was there was a lot of positives for him, wasn't there? Um, and that's I'm not saying that's still the best he did, but that's still the best he did. Um, yeah, I, I think I was on him. I was on him a while ago at the end of last year. He'll, he'll come good. Whether he appeals this week over the ones we've spoken about, not for me to be honest. Yeah, I just thought that you know there was three really good rounds last week and and one. Not even not even a poor round. It was a seventy three, but in in the grand schemes of the score yeah, last week, it was poor. Um, so you know he's had two sixty sixes to open and close last week. Struck the ball really nicely, and is going to putt better than that generally. Um, he's made his last two cuts since he's come back. Is he just bubbling towards a bit of form? Um, yeah, two hundred to one. I think there's a lot in front of him personally. I just I, again this this is the thing is I just think there's so many obvious claims at the top that I don't think you you need to go down this far. But if we're just no. talking about something I, I that think, you can yeah. take at a long price, I think, yeah, I think him or you you could you could you know toss a coin between him or somebody like Harry Varner. Um, you know he played well, he played well. Um, Colonial faded a bit over the weekend, uh, did show some um, fantastic uh, approach play. Again, missed the cut last week potentially a hangover from there um but still hit 70 71 not you know he's three four five shots behind where he needs to be um that three goes here uh, um last time 72 ruined ruined a decent card but he's he, again another one that apart from stats he's going to hit greens um so yeah look these these players you're going to find i would much rather be looking at top 20s for them you know, 150, 200 to one, you're going to be looking at eight one, ten to one, the top yeah. top twenties. Or as we said about Streelman and Moore, look on the exchange. And you know, last week we we had some ludicrous stuff. You know, ludicrous players drift out to 400, 500. They didn't really do anything. I mean, uh, Sebastian Munoz or whatever his name is, Munoz, right? <laughs> um, um, 
he was at one point he was uh, he went down to he was at double figures um, when he didn't really have a chance. I mean, I was on at four hundred. I mean, I'd, pennies, um, but I managed to get a lot out at, at double figures. So, and that of course then goes on to somebody with more of a chance in running. So, those sorts of players they've got the form to be able to to hit a 65 first round, second round, and make their way up the board. We're not expecting them to win. We don't expect them to be there at the end. But ultimately, we're here to make a profit, and it doesn't matter how you do it. No, I think there's there's one other name that oh, I want to talk Clark. about. Oh, Lucas He's someone that's going to pop up. If you're talking about ball striking and bad putting, then then he's uh, the cover boy for that, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but one, one person I wanted to mention who's playing really well on the two last Corn Ferry events, um, one of them out of Dyer course, is Joseph Bramlett. Um, he's played really, really well this season. Finished second at the at TPC Sawgrass event on the Corn Ferry, which is a Dye Valley course. Did he? Who won that? Um, that was the one. That... Tell me who won that one. <laughs> the Luke List one. Ah! Um, <laughs> and is you know again, you don't, it's hard to see that transferring the form over. But he's had an 18th for Pebble Beach this season, a 9th for Puerto Rico. Um, I think he's just a massively improving player. I mean, he came out a long, long time ago because he was getting the, the Charlie Sifford exemptions and things like that. Um, and, and, you know, he's been on and off the tour and in and out of form a lot. But he seems to have found something this season. Um, and this just might be an event that, that might take his fancy at yep. a big price. I, 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 hands up, you know, I, I don't know enough about him to, to comment, to be honest with you. Um, I, again, I don't, I don't know. And this is another thing is it's a bit, bit like... Um, no, I know more about Christopher Ventura, but last week it was based on just I thought he was a big bit for what he was. Um, you know, there's 250 to one about him this week, and for someone that's finished second and third in his last two events, whatever level it is, you know, you raise awareness a little bit. Um, and 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 a ninth and an eighteenth before lockdown in the PGA Tour suggests that he can play at this level. So, yeah, I just thought he was interesting. But like we've sort of emphasised here, I don't think we need to go that far down. I think there's so yep. many obvious claims yeah, at the top it. Yep. that it's not hard to figure out. So let's wrap up our picks here. Um, I think we're both both happy with Joaquin Neiman this week, 50 to 1. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I definitely am. So I, I'm, I'm putting him as a, as a pick. I wrote um, him at 50. I, I, I wrote him down at 55. So I must have seen that when I done my notes. So that's all gone. Um, I presume he's going to be tipped up by somebody influential tomorrow. Um, yeah, go on. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to take less than fifty. So if that goes, I wouldn't really want to be on. Uh, Paul Casey is one that I think. Yeah, forty-six you know, on the exchange at the moment. We, we've got to we've got to think about him. I definitely. He was before we spoke. I think he was the main one, and then I sort of talked myself into Neiman a bit. Uh, so they're both kind of on my list. Uh, and Kepka's of the of the short prices. I think he's got a great chance, and I think at twenty to one, there's still plenty of of value in him. So I think I'm looking at Kepka. Um, Casey and Neiman as the top three picks and I think that you can sort of sprinkle around sort of any of the other ones that we've sort of spoken on I think Hovland will go very well I think he's got a sporting chance um, other than that I just don't think you need to go far far down the list what about yourself? yeah I, I, really I suppose you're right um, yeah Casey as I say is 46 and drifted on the exchange so if that gets much bigger um, I don't know you know some people play both let, let one let one run and, and start playing with the other one. Um, you're still there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I had a funny noise come through. Uh, <laughs> no, well, it wasn't me. No, it was the aliens coming to take me away. 
Um, so, yeah, Casey, I, I have to agree. I think 33 I thought was big. So when you saw the 40s, I, I think, yeah, that, that's fine. Um, Connors is 110 um, on the exchange. May prefer that to the 80s outright, just simply because, you know, we know he can't putt. Um, but if he's up there, it will shorten. Yeah, Neiman, I'm, I wouldn't take, I don't think I'll take less than 50, but okay, think about that. Harmon definitely want to play it some, somehow. Um, and so, even if it's a save or whatever, I have to have something on him. He's, he just looks in cracking form. Yeah, I think he's just, he's a, he's, he's been an improving player now for two years. He was really good at the President's Cup. He looked really good. He looked in, he looked a part of that really elite company. Mm. Um, and I think that's that's the level of his play. He's not one of these people that's just caught a bit of form at the right time. Mm. He is he's someone that's here to stay, um, and he's an ever improving player. So I think that eventually this sort of price for him is going to look like his price. That's going to be what he comes in every week at. Um, I just think that maybe it's not yet. It's just maybe a slight overreaction to last week. But yeah, yeah that's fair enough. You you can only go by what you've seen, can't you? There's, there's yeah. no point in saying, well, someone played really poorly last week, so I'll just back him because he's a big price. Um, you do do that sometimes, yep. um, but you, you need some evidence as well. So there's there's definitely something there. Yeah, I think there's those. And as I say, I think I think I will play around like I did last week. I put up on Twitter um, a few of the few of the larger prices because I don't think you need to do much to, you know, the advantage of playing on there. Like I say, is is you know you can play around, double your stake, take your return, and go on to, you know, players that you think can win in running. Um, so yeah, say Strillman winner here and, and more. Both both have played better than their miscut figures in their in their line. If they go big enough, I look at them. But I, I think you've summed it up pretty well, Tom. To be honest with you, I don't think we need to look much elsewhere. To be honest with you, and I'd be surprised if again uh, if we don't go, we don't hit three in a row for our podcast. <laughs> well, I just I just think that you know we're looking at the last two weeks and we've been saying the first two weeks that we were sort of quite. But there was definitely some outsiders that can win. And Daniel Berger, okay, he was a reasonable price, but he wasn't unexpected. He was quite popular. And Simpson have won, um, you know, 60s and 30s and things like that. So if this is a week where it looks like the top of the market is going to go well, mm. then, you know, you, you are taking out a large majority of the field. And I think it makes it an easier, you know, thing to figure out this year. I don't think it's so complicated. I don't think you're looking for that long shot. I think you just need to zone in on who you like at the top. And pick them, I think, because I think they're, yeah. they're going to battle it out. So, yeah, yeah I, I think, think it's one of those yeah. weeks I can't get too excited about. But, you know, if if it's anywhere near as good as it has been in the last two weeks, then we're in for a treat. Yep. I wish Canty had had a run. Um, looking at this, Justin Thomas looks like going off favourite over Rory. So I've missed the full teams there. Um, that's fine. He can win now. It doesn't really matter. So, yeah, yeah. Looks a week. I, I, uh, you can come from behind here. But like we say, I... I I don't see it being like the last two weeks. Uh, I think, you know, a degree of of uh, longer players will will take um, a good good percentage of the top 10 and they'll pro- and they'll go all the way 72 holes. Um yeah, I'm happy with what you said. I'm happy with what I said. I'm happy. Let's cut this let's uh, let's wrap yes. it up there then and uh, and let's hope it's three weeks in a row for the people that we've mentioned. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck Tom. Yeah. Cheers Jason.